everybody. My name is Shauna, and this is the American English Podcast. My goal here is to teach you the English spoken in the United States. Through common expressions, pronunciation tips, and interesting cultural snippets or stories, I hope to keep this fun, useful, and interesting. Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome back. Today, I'm here with Philip Clem an incredible singer and songwriter from Seattle, Washington. He now lives in LA. He's at my house. (laughs) And he's going to tell us about life in the state of Washington. You'll learn about the stereotypes and whether or not they're true. You'll learn about the culture, food, weather, and of course, about our special guest. Philip's a great guy. And I hope after this episode, you feel like you know him a little bit better and the state, of course. And maybe if you're like me, you'll start planning your next trip. Before we begin, I want to share a little bit about Washington State. I say Washington State because it's often confused with Washington, D.C., the capital of the United States. Washington, D.C. is on the East Coast, south of New York. And Washington State is on the West Coast. So just to clarify, they are not the same thing. Today, once again, we'll be speaking of Washington State. Washington State is located in the Pacific Northwest, and it borders Canada to the north and Oregon to the south. It was named after Washington, George Washington, the first president of the United States. The state capital is Olympia. However, most people living in the state are somewhere near Seattle. Seattle is home to a lot of business, a lot of action. It's home to world-famous companies as well, like Amazon and Microsoft, Starbucks, Boeing, Costco, UPS. The list goes on. Seattle sits on the Puget Sound, with water and islands to the west, and a stunning skyline when you're facing east. Among the high-rises, you'll see the Space Needle, a 605-foot-high observation deck with a rotating restaurant on top. So while you're eating Seattle's remarkable seafood, you can marvel at Mount Rainier off in the distance, which is an active volcano covered in snow throughout the winter and surrounded by wildflower meadows and rushing rivers in spring. Washington is known for its rain, and therefore also for its lush greenery. There are a number of mountain ranges with scenic hiking trails, from Olympic National Park to the North Cascades region. So if you head to Washington, be sure to enjoy the great outdoors by hiking, mountain biking, or even spending a few days on a backpacking trip. Before you go, make a playlist with bands from Seattle, like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, The Foo Fighters, Modest Mouse, or some of my favorites from high school, like Band of Horses or The Postal Service. Bring a poncho and always talk to locals. Today, I have a local here with me. As I said, Philip is our guest, And without any further ado, let's talk. Welcome, 
Welcome, Philip. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Of course. So glad to have you here. How are you doing? I'm good. Excited to be on this podcast. Gonna go make some music with Lucas, your husband, after this. So yes. it's it's a great day. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your music style, just out of out of curiosity. I mean, pop music is LA, right? Pop music, hip hop, R&B, right? That's the heart of Los Angeles. Do you work mostly with pop or what's your style? Yeah, I work mostly in pop music. Mm-hmm. I dabble in like R&B spaces as well, but I would say pop. I I can go anywhere from like big radio sounding pop over to like kind of indie pop, more organic mm-hmm. sounds. I would say my passion actually mostly lies in kind of more indie pop because I love really intricate, super kind of weird detailed lyrics, okay. which doesn't have as much of a space in mainstream radio pop. But it really just depends because I love writing big pop songs um, in groups. And then I tend to, when I'm writing by myself, write a little bit um, more in the indie space. Got you. Uh, I know Philip a little bit because he he spends a bit of time at our house. And I know that you have a background in poetry. You studied poetry. Is that right? Uh, Yeah, that's correct. At University of San Francisco. So it makes sense to want to get good lyrics from your songs to have the word plays and the alliterations and things. And I hear a lot of that coming from of the from the music that you create with Lucas. So I can't wait to share some of his music with you guys. If you want to follow him on social media, uh, be sure to check out the episode notes. I'll post the links there for you guys. Speaking of writing, you are from Washington. And the first thing that comes to mind when I think of the state of Washington is writers, coffee shops, hanging out and creating wonderful novels. I don't know why. Maybe it's a stereotype that I have. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, writing was something that I think just came naturally to me and probably didn't have much to do with Washington. Mm -hmm. My mom and my grandparents are all writers of some kind. My grandparents were English teachers so it's definitely kind of in my DNA to have a, a f- have an affinity for words and for the English language. But yeah, I think there is something about Seattle specifically, which is the city that I'm from in Washington, that has a kind of dreamy, romantic relationship to writing because it's this very uh, rainy, gray, moody city that... I think plays as a great setting for books. Does it rain a good portion of the year? Yeah, it rains all the time. All the time. Yeah, which okay. I mean, the summers are really nice, so you'll get a couple months of of clear skies. What months are those? Just June, July, yeah. August? I would say mostly like there's a saying in Seattle which is that summer doesn't really start until after the 4th of July. Oh. <laughs> Because usually it doesn't get like beautiful until after the 4th of July. Okay. Wow. That's really good to know. Good to know. So if you were taking a trip to Washington and you've never been there before, you would go then the end of July, maybe early August? Or is it just really touristy? It's not so bad 
the nice thing about Seattle and going back is that it's a very residential city. So there's a lot of really beautiful neighborhoods. And so in those neighborhoods, there's not really much to do for tourists. So all of the tourists tend to be like in downtown Seattle, Mm -hmm. um, like at Pike Place Market, which is a huge tourist attraction in Seattle. It's Mm -hmm. like a fish market Mm -hmm. where you can go and buy fresh fish and flowers. And it's it's a beautiful old kind of historical landmark in Seattle. Um, But they all tend to concentrate down there. So it's really nice because I'm just up in Capitol Hill, which is the neighborhood I'm from. And there's gorgeous lakes in Seattle. So, you know, you'll go to just hang out at a dock jump in the water, go on somebody's boat. It's it's a really beautiful place in the summer. It's probably my favorite time to go to Seattle for sure. Awesome. So when you mentioned that the lakes are mm-hmm. a thing to do, is that something that you used to do when you were in high school or when you were a kid? Or what what time of your life do you feel like you spent the most at those locations? Definitely high school was okay. the big thing was, you know, hang out with your friends maybe drink some beer and Mm -hmm. um, go to the lakes. (laughs) And whether you were hanging out just like at a beach on one of the lakes, on a dock, or, you know, trying to find your way onto somebody's boat, there were, you know, kids who had parents who had boats, and then they got to get their boating license. And it was like, such a fun thing to be able to go out on people's boats. I would say high school was definitely the biggest concentration of that. Because once I turned 18, I, Mm -hmm. I moved away from Seattle. Okay. If you went back now, what would be your go-to activity? Would you go to the lakes again or would you how would you spend your time if you went back? Yeah, so I would say, I mean, my biggest focus when I go back to Seattle now is spending time with my family mm-hmm. because I don't get to spend a lot of time with them now that I live in LA. But besides that, yeah, I love I love the lakes. There are beautiful parks in Seattle. So I love to go on walks through the parks. Mm -hmm. There's a park a few blocks from my house called Volunteer Park. Very famous park. It has this like really cool reservoir, Mm -hmm. which is like a old water storage thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Is how I would describe it. And then there's a tower that you can walk up a bunch of stairs and get a view of downtown Seattle. And then there's another park in South Seattle called Seward Park, where there's a mm-hmm. huge path around the entire park, and it's just all views of Lake mm-hmm. Washington, and it's beautiful. So I definitely like to take advantage of being outside, yeah. because gotcha. it's so pretty and clean yeah. <laughs> um, compared to LA. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Man, it must be a huge transition going from a place, I mean, I guess outside of this LA, like hub it's just bub yeah this bubble here just that everything elsewhere is greener the grass is always greener on the outside in washington in seattle wherever wherever you are it just feels like it's yeah (laughs) no i totally get what you're saying i it's funny because in la we have the best weather but i think the downside of that is that it's very dry it's not a lot of trees and mm. foliage and plants. It's yeah. more concrete, mm-hmm. dirt. <laughs> yes. um, and so we get the beautiful weather and we get the beach and the ocean, mm-hmm. but we might not get some of the things that other cities have in terms of 
the greenery that like Seattle has. But then again, in Seattle, it's so rainy. So there's always a trade. Yeah. So do people go to the beaches there? Are they like, I have this idea in my head, you know, and these are ideas that I've created. (laughs) Um, Maybe based off Twilight books. Was that in in Washington? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, Like rocky coasts. Is that is that accurate? <laughs> yes, it depends on where you are mm-hmm. in Washington state. Seattle, it's kind of complicated, is situated on a sound. Okay. Which and can you just tell me what a sound is for for Yeah, listeners? I'm probably the wrong person to ask about the 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 definition of a sound, <laughs> but it's it's basically just it's ocean water. It's mm-hmm. from the ocean, but it's where it comes inland, mm-hmm. I believe, through kind of islands. There are okay. islands. And then if you keep coming inland, the sound is the portion of water that's kind of surrounded by all those different land masses. But it's mm-hmm. still part of the ocean. It's not a lake or anything. Okay. It's salt water. So Seattle is situated on a sound. And then additionally, there are two large lakes in okay. Seattle. So, yeah. Explains um, the fishing. Right. Sorry exactly. to change the subject, but no, yeah, no. Pike's place. Yes. No. So if you keep going west from Seattle mm-hmm. out toward the the coastline, that's where those rocky beaches are with the cliffs and everything that you see in like Twilight. Got you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you read those books? I did. Chance? Yeah. yeah. I loved them when I was younger. Okay. I didn't like the movies so much. Yeah. But I loved the books. I was, I think those were probably some of my first like romantic books that I read. And I was like, whoa. Yes. What were the, I had like, I had a total brain fart just now. What are the names of the two guys? Edward. Edward Edward and and Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. And I honestly, I still, I don't think I ever decided which team I was on. (laughs) Team Edward or team Jacob. That was a thing. Yeah. It was was a a big thing. thing. (laughs) Yeah. Funny. Love it. So, Philip, food and drink mean a lot to me because I'm a bit of a foodie. I'm not going to lie. When I get a chance to go out and eat somewhere, I scroll through all Yelp reviews and see what's like the popular place in the area. I read through everybody's reviews, look at their pictures. I want to know where to go. And um, obviously, I just mentioned Yelp here. And this is what people in the United States use a lot of times, in addition to like Google reviews and Trip TripAdvisor, do people use anymore? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To check out, you know, where, what's the hot spot? And I know that Seattle is known for its food and drink. <laughs> Can you yeah. tell me a little bit about what I should eat and drink if I land in your city, in your hometown. Absolutely. So, okay, I mean, if you're, are you a seafood lover? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, that's definitely the biggest thing that Seattle is known for because we are right on the ocean, in a way, on the sound, which is a part of the ocean. We have access to super fresh fish, especially like mussels, mm-hmm oysters, shellfish, and then also salmon, halibut. Mm -hmm. We're close to Alaska. So there's a lot of, you know, fresh caught Alaskan salmon that's brought in every day. So I would say definitely fish and chips and seafood. um, Is that your go-to? It's not mine. It's not my go-to. I want to know what you want to eat. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. My whole life, my family made fun of me because Seattle is the seafood, you know, kind of capital. 
and I was never a big fan of seafood. What I love to eat, I'm a big, a big Asian food fan. Mm-hmm. So Seattle has a lot of um, communities from Vietnam, Thailand, China, Japan. So there's amazing Vietnamese food. There's great pho. Okay. which is like a Vietnamese noodle soup mm-hmm. that is amazing. There's incredible teriyaki. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this is right, so I don't want to get in trouble, but what I've heard is that teriyaki was actually invented by Japanese people living in Seattle. Ooh. So it's actually not from That's Japan. That's a big claim. <laughs> right. Okay, this is what I've heard. Yes. So I don't know if it's true. Yes. So you can Google it. <laughs> I love that. I do that all the time. And I'm like, just Google it. I'm not sure. I'm just going to say it as it is. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the myth I always heard. But yeah, Asian food is definitely my favorite. I love brunch. So Mm -hmm. a lot of incredible brunch restaurants. Mm -hmm. um, Do you guys do the BYOB? Like like bring your own booze booze to brunch? brunch? Usually there's like a corkage fee. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm thinking about dinner time. Uh, Brunch brunch was... um, Bottomless. Bottomless. I was like, that, yeah. what, what is the word I'm thinking of? Bottomless mm-hmm, brunch mm-hmm. Where, where you can get like bottomless mimosas means they'll just keep coming around and refilling your cup like as if you're in Harry Potter. Exactly. You know, it just keeps reappearing and yeah. you don't have to pay an extra Mm-mm. fee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a flat fee. So definitely I would say Asian food and brunch and breakfast at mm-hmm. diners would be my go-to foods in Seattle. I love that. And also to drink coffee. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know Starbucks comes from Seattle. Mm -hmm. Is it the best coffee there? Definitely not. (laughs) Um, It's kind of a local joke that the real locals don't drink Starbucks. Really? Because it's, you know, this massive corporation that now is everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um. And the quality of the coffee, it's not bad. I actually drink Star. I have a Starbucks cup in front of me right now. So <laughs> I true. I seem like I'm lying, but it's not bad. But there's so many incredible local coffee companies that have incredibly fresh coffee. Mm. There's one in particular on Capitol Hill, which is the neighborhood I grew up in, yeah. called Vivace. And I know that they went to Italy to study how coffee was roasted and made and served in Italy and brought Mm -hmm. it to Seattle. So I think it's a bit of a myth. I think the real locals in Seattle drink um, the local coffee. Yeah. (laughs) That is is great. And you know what? I I love you also mentioned, um, you know, people in Seattle are doing amazing things with food and drink. It's a tricky conversation talking about food and drink with people from other countries sometimes because I think they get the impression that, you know, Americans just eat burgers and hot dogs and, you know, we don't have a food culture. And I think you can get good stuff here. So absolutely. I I think what's amazing about the United States is that it is so multicultural. It's a country made up of immigrants Mm -hmm. and therefore all of those countries that you know where people came from and and came here developed new uh new cuisines based on you know fusing their cuisine from their home country with you know where they where they moved to and it's it's a it's a beautiful thing it's fun i love that yeah Yeah. (laughs) i have one last question for you before we do our rapid fire questions okay philip i would love to know some 
sort of special memory that you have from your childhood, from growing up, either with your family uh, or with friends, where you can remember actually thinking, I'm in a special place. This is really special right now. I love what I'm doing. I love where I'm at. Can you think of anything like that? Yeah. So um, it's from when I was a teenager. So I wasn't exactly a kid, but I I really was still a kid. I was about 16 or 17 years old. Mm -hmm. When I was a junior in high school, so my third year of high school, the Seattle Seahawks, which is our football team, American football team, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, won the Super Bowl. And that was a huge deal for us because it hadn't happened in decades. And so me and all my friends got together to watch the game. And I've never experienced just such pure happiness and excitement. Seattle is known for being kind of a a, a tough city to crack in terms of the people can be a little cold at first. You kind okay. of have to get to know them. But on the Super Bowl, we went out to go celebrate downtown Every single person you would see would either hug you or give you a high five. It was like the, we call it the Seattle freeze, that coldness that, that Seattleites can tend to have. It's like for that, for that night, the Seattle freeze was broken. Defrosted. (laughs) Defrosted. And um, it was like, everybody was your best friend. We went and we were downtown just cheering screaming Mm -hmm. singing jumping on cars the city stopped and it was such an incredible memory and to add on to that then i believe on my 17th birthday Mm -hmm. the day of my birthday was the seahawks super bowl parade so i got to go downtown again and celebrate with a million people came Mm -hmm. to the seahawks parade so yeah i will never forget that so you are a football fan Sort of, or you like the? I'm a bandwagon fan. <laughs> I'm a bandwagon fan. So when they're winning, I'm a fan, okay. <laughs> and when they're losing, I get bored because it's not as fun. <laughs> Lovely. And um, by bandwagon, he means to. We have an expression in American English to jump on the bandwagon, which means to f- sort of follow with the crowd. Like when everybody's exactly. doing something, you say, "Okay, everyone loves Starbucks. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. I'm going to start drinking Starbucks too." Exactly. So or Vivachis. Um, Yes, Vivachi is the best. If you go to Seattle, try Vivachi. Yeah, (laughs) wonderful. All right, well, thank you so much for sharing about your life. Oh, the rapid fire questions. All right, Philip, are you ready? I'm ready. These are the rapid fire questions. You're going to get five of them. Okay. Ready? Uh, Number one, what is your favorite city in the world? That is a hard one. Um, I would say my first instinct is New York City. Ooh, yeah. Um, number two, what is your favorite pop song? Oh, that is so hard. Okay. There is a song by an artist named Fletcher called Strangers. And the, the, the main tagline of the song is we started out as strangers. Now we're strangers again. And I think it's such an incredible lyric. So I'm gonna have to say Strangers by Fletcher. Lovely. Good choice. Now, number three, what is your favorite song that you wrote? Ooh, that's a hard one. I wrote a song a couple months ago called Coachella. Yes. You know this song. It's so good. Um, oh, I can't wait for it to come out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that might be the favorite song that I've ever written. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You guys look out for that one. Number four, what is your favorite book? 
Oh, that's another hard one. I would have to say Call Me By Your Name. It's by Andre Asimon. It's also a movie mm-hmm. um, with starring Timothy Chalamet and Army Hammer. Um, I actually have a tattoo on my arm that are the f- the main two characters, uh-huh. a drawing of the main two characters from the book. It's an amazing love story. Okay. Is that is that one do you think I would like the film, the the book? I think you would yeah. like it, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, number five, best new favorite slang word. That's a hard one. Okay, so I made a friend a few months ago named Maddie. He is amazing. Yes, he is. We, he's um, an incredible artist and, and writer. And he is so funny and has, he's from Long Island in New York. And has so many funny slang words, but um, <laughs> he will just attach. So he'll say a word and then he'll put Iana at the end of the word. So he'll be like, like in, in uh, English kind of slang cultural culture, if we want to leave somewhere, we'll say, do you want to dip? Like dip out. Okay. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that's new to me. Really? Yeah. Dip? Yeah. So dip means like to leave. Like so, peace out. I'm done. I'm out of exactly, here. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So um, he'll say, Do you want to dip Iana? <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah. like that. It's sort of like a cutesy way to be like, Yeah. yeah make um, it kind I of think, fun. <laughs> I think it comes from like Ariana Grande for okay. some reason. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think, I think Dippiana would be my favorite. Dippiana. Um, it's maybe a little confusing, but it's fun to say. No, I like that. And I like that also that you can say the dip version, right? If, exactly. If someone, you know, if you want to leave the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. if, if you say that to some, some LA people, they will probably understand. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I hope to have you back at some point. Yes, absolutely. Thank you Yay. so much for having me. Of course, always. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. Isn't Philip awesome? I told you guys. Once again, if you want to follow Philip on Instagram to hear his songs when they come out, I'll post the link in the episode notes. On the webpage at AmericanEnglishPodcast.com, you'll also find more recommendations from Philip. So if you are planning a trip to Washington, be sure to check that out. In my opinion, locals always know best, and Philip is just the best. (laughs) So they got to be the best Rex. All right, check it out, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the American English Podcast. Remember, it's my goal here to not only help you improve your listening comprehension, but to show you how to speak like someone from the States. If you want to receive the full transcript for this episode, or you just want to support this podcast, make sure to sign up to premium content on AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. Thanks and hope to see you soon.